Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson. I'm the Director of Student Ministry Matters. And with me today, I have Chris Vines. Hey, guys. And together, we have a couple of kind of big announcements. Uh, The first is that we now have an official podcast sponsor. Central Baptist College of Conway is our new ministry partner. Uh, You can find out more information about them at cbc.edu. It's a four-year school that focuses in on um, Christ-focused education, and it is a fantastic place. Both Chris and I are graduates of Central Baptist College, so we can talk for a long time about the school. They focus in on being challenging, engaging, and inspiring. And so in the weeks ahead, we'll have more to say about them, but we're just thrilled to welcome them as a part of our ministry team. Now, the other big announcement that we have is a new podcast co-host. We're very excited to welcome Zach Lee to the team. Zach is a youth pastor at Oak Park Baptist Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. Thanks, Dan. Glad to be be here. Hey, Zach, one of the things that I'd love for you to do is just take a a moment or two and to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, Yeah, so like Dan said, I am the student pastor at Oak Park Baptist Church in Little Rock. Uh, So kind of under my title, I am in charge of all students. So from babies all the way up to seniors in high school, uh, I oversee those both those ministries, youth and children's. And so that's kind of my role at the church. How long have you been there, Greg? I've been there for almost two years. February will be two years. Well, we are excited to have Zach as a part of our team. We are looking forward to the weeks ahead as we talk about ministry. And we all come to this from a slightly different perspective. As I've shared before, I'm I'm on the older side of as being a youth pastor. I'm 48. Been in ministry this March will be 30 years. And Chris is at the 30-year mark, uh, but that's just his age. It's not <laughs> not how long he's been in ministry. And then Zach is kind of on the, the newer to ministry, although he's been ministering since 19. And you are now how old, Zach? 23. 23. So four years. I mean, we all come to it with some experience and from different places. Uh, Zach is in Little Rock, which is a large community here in North in uh, Arkansas. I'm in Northwest Arkansas, and then, uh, well, Chris is in Hope. And how big is Hope? Hope is huge. Let's see, ten thousand five hundred people. Let's just I, round up eleven thousand. There's eleven thousand. That's yeah. But you know, um, for those of you listening, I'm sure you find yourself in a wide range of community and community sizes. I've been in the small town. I remember growing up in second and third grade, I lived in a little town called Potosi, Missouri. And that town was about 2,500 people. But as I've been involved with ministry, I've been in the town of 10,000. I've been in the community or neighborhood, I guess is the best way to 
describe it as you look at uh, Northwest Arkansas, which is just expanding all the time, been in the the Metroplex, the Dallas Metroplex. And so, again, we all come to it from a slightly different perspective. And so I'm hoping that as we go forward, we'll be able to share those things and that you'll get more out of it. Well, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the idea of branding your student ministry. Now, branding is a word that we often associate with marketing. Uh, Branding specifically is all the ways you establish an image of your company in your customer's eyes. By building a website that describes what you offer, designing ads that promote goods and services, uh, that's the business side of it. But as we work with student ministry or ministry in general, we still have to think about that branding. Uh, Specifically, Calvary Baptist Church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where I'm at, uh, we have a tagline that's providing direction for life. And we use a compass, and that marks us, and people can see that compass and hopefully identify it with the church. And so we're going to be talking about some of those type of ideas and how they apply to student ministry and their importance or lack of importance. And then what we're going to do is just maybe give you some ideas of of how you can approach that yourself. Uh, But before we get to that, we always try to ask a you know, a random question of the week. And so I've been thinking about it for these guys so that you could get to know Zach a little bit better. Hopefully over this past year, you have gotten to know Chris. Uh, but the question for this week is, what are your top three sodas or other types of drinks? Chris, let's start with you. All right. Here's the deal. I don't drink a lot of soda. I drink coffee and I drink water. But I'm going to answer your question, Dan. Okay. <laughs> So, I like I like coffee that is carbonated. I know that sounds weird. That That's probably sound. not even the right way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, I know. The coffee in the can that you find in the gas station that has Starbucks on the on the uh-huh. on the can. That makes sense. I don't know what those are called. Those but are can good. we call that can we call that a soda? Sure, we'll call that a soda. <laughs> okay. So I like the canned Starbucks coffee carbonation thing so that's one uh i like rc cola that's a soda um rc cola is my jam if i'm gonna drink something that's bad for me like that i'm going for an rc and then the third one is is actually a a zero sugar energy drink called rain i like rains rain okay yeah it's a good one it's it's similar to bang i like those too uh but I like rain a little bit better. Makes me feel like I'm on a throne. <laughs> oh, okay. So it is that type of rain. Okay. Yeah. All right, Zach. Well, how, what about you? Well, this is this is really easy for me, Dan. Okay. Number one favorite drink by far is Dr. Pepper. I am a Dr. Pepper addict. And um, I've got a 24-pack in my fridge at home. I've got in my office a mini fridge that has the little 12 ounce or the 7.5 fluid. I can't remember how many ounces, but it's like the little tiny mini Dr. Peppers. I keep a Dr. Pepper with me everywhere. So by far, that's my number one drink. Um, Secondly, sweet tea. I mean, you can't live in the South and not like sweet tea. That's, I I get sweet tea anytime I'm at a restaurant, fast food, wherever I'm getting sweet tea. Uh, so that's definitely my second favorite. 
Then my third favorite is chocolate milk. I always grew up every morning drinking chocolate milk. My mom said when I was younger, I would call it chalk chalk. And I mean, I just, I always got, was raised on chocolate milk uh, every morning. So that's my top three drinks. Chocolate nice. milk's not a soda. Well, he said any drink. Uh, I did say carbonated coffee. So maybe yeah, he you, carbonated coffee, really. Maybe he likes Yoohoo's. Those are kind of chocolate milk. I got Yoohoo's for our youth group a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That was a mistake. <laughs> no, look, if you want the best chocolate milk, you get Fair Life. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty Fair good. Fair Life stuff. chocolate milk. Yoohoo's are eh, no. Well, for me, I am I have a I have a problem. I've been drinking Diet Coke since well, since they released it. Okay. I, I am that old. And um so it's my go to soda. It kills me. I love Central Baptist College, but holy cow, they use their Pepsi products. So I, I'll just have to say that. Um, but when I'm there on the campus, I will drink. I think they have Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, that's okay. I do like Diet Dr. Pepper. Uh, I don't like the real sugary, so I like the taste. I know it's weird, but of those diet drinks. And occasionally I'll, yeah, those are. that's about it for me, so... That's good. Well, hey Dan, can I can I know, insert something real quick? This sure. is actually this is a question for anybody who's listening at any time that you might be listening to this. But I'm curious to know if any youth pastor out there has made the uh, the mistake because it is a mistake of buying their youth group energy drinks for a Wednesday night service or something like that. And the reason I ask that. The reason I ask that is because I came dangerously close to this, and I don't even know why, because I'm not an energy drink guy other than I like those rains. But that's zero sugar, and uh, but it has a lot of caffeine in it. But we did not do that. But I, I was walking through Walmart one night, and I was like, and I saw the, because the, I don't have a huge youth group, but I was thinking, man, they might like to have some monsters. And I was like, oh. no, no, I want, I want the parents to like me after this is all done tonight. So... But I'm curious to know if there's anybody out there that's made that mistake. So, I don't know how that even runs through your head. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that, that shouldn't run through a youth pastor's head, but then they do. But they do. Very and, true. And, and sometimes true. sometimes they get outside of our head and become an action. And so that is incredible. Those are what we call well, mistakes. Yes, those are mistakes. And be sure to to let us know, send, send those, those emails and, and comments to info at studentministrymatters.com so we can share. <laughs> um, yeah, sodas, drinks, uh, but you know, all we have to say is Coke, Pepsi, uh, Monster, you know, if, if that's your cup of tea and you've got, gone crazy and given those to your students. Um, and all of a sudden we have something visual in our head. Uh, and it's because of that issue of branding. I mean, it is a very real thing that we we look at and we deal with in our communities. And as we go to the store, I know Coke. Okay, that's a red can or red label. Uh, Pepsi, you know, it's going to be red, white, and blue. Monster is going to have those three things that looks like it's tearing out the, the can. I mean, uh, those type of things jump out. And so as we go forward today, we want to talk about branding but uh, talk about how it is useful in ministry. And so uh, we're going to get to that. As we think about this subject of branding, let's start with just kind of looking at what that might look like in your, your student ministry, in your church. 
Zach, what what does that look like? You know, we're talking about the the things that might include a, a name for a youth group or a logo or a website, any, any of those type of things. What's that look like at Oak Park? Yeah, Dan. So when I when I think about branding a student ministry, uh, I really start to think of what's an identity for your group, right? And so, what are some things, some steps you can take, some things you can formulate? to begin to shape this identity for your group just so everybody has a clear understanding of what your goal is, what you're working towards, certain things like that. And so specifically at Oak Park, like we have a couple of things. We do have a logo um, and it's just, you know, it's on everything. We have it on our website. It's on our social media accounts. It's on our brochures and all those different things just so that when people hear about Oak Park Student Ministry, they see that logo go come along with it. And so they know that logo represents Oak Park Student Ministry. We also have a mission statement. Uh, we're prevalent on social media. Uh, so diff- just different things like that, that really start to paint a picture of who we are and different taglines that go along with those things. So that's kind of what I think about when I think about branding. But mainly the idea is create an identity for yourself. So if someone wanted to see kind of what you've done, I assume, are you guys on Instagram? We are. Okay. Well, we'll have a link to that in the show notes just so that people might take a look and see. Um, I know that at our church, um, I've gone through kind of some different steps and different things. Um, As a whole, our church has this compass theme. Our tagline is uh, providing direction for life. And it is a way for us to kind of point people in a direction through God's people and through God's word. And so you'll see that compass on virtually everything. And we've carried it over. And even when I came to the church in 2016, I wanted to carry, if not that specific logo, um, I wanted to carry that theme over. So our children's ministry became Compass Kids. And again, with that same sort of idea, working through uh, what had already been established there at the church. And we even stretched that up to our student ministry. And during that time, and we haven't changed it, but it's something that I'm trying to evaluate right now, is we started calling our student ministry True North. Uh, Again, going with this compass theme, kind of pointing in the same direction of knowing that God's word is going to be providing direction for life. And so that's kind of what we've done in the years past. I've done all sorts of different things. Um, my very first student ministry where I was the guy was in a small church in Conway, Arkansas, Eastside Baptist Church. And we just had one Bible study time for our students. The rest of the time, kids were in Galileans and then GMAs. The GMAs is Girls Missionary Auxiliary. And so those are two groups not all churches have in our in our work, um, but in other churches, uh, types of churches, you may have auxiliary groups for your, your students and kids. And um, so we had one group Bible study time for our, our students and it was called Quest. And so we were uh, on a quest to understand God's word and how it applied. And so that name can provide an understanding, can provide identity uh, like what Zach was talking about. Chris, what's that look like at your church? You know, it's it's everything that you guys are saying. Uh, we have a logo. In fact, just got a new logo for uh, our student ministry and for our church. And uh, and part of the the, the big uh, push that I had for that of getting it is I wanted there to be 
some cohesiveness between the two. Uh, so our, our student ministry logo is uh, very similar to our church logo with uh, variation in color and a little bit of the arrangement um, just so that there is a distinction between the two. And uh, like Zach said, you know, so I use our logo um, on anything that I print out or uh, anything that I, I give on through through messages or social media for parents and things like that. And uh, and so and it, since it's so new, it's it's you know, we're trying to get that out there as well so people can recognize us at site, you know, to know, okay, that's Garrett Student Ministry. And so, and we call ourselves, as far as the, the name of what we do, it's just simply GSM, which is Garrett Student Ministry. Uh, so I certainly, you know, that's kind of how we uh, identify ourselves in that sense. Kind of like what you just said too, Dan, I've had, I've had success in this, but I've also had failure. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard, especially when you're coming into a a new role and a, a new a new church, and you have uh, all your ideas that you want to kind of brand your ministry, but maybe there's old branding present and that just is really obsolete, or maybe there's no branding at all, and you're trying to start from the ground up. So all of those are reasons why it's it's difficult. My failure was uh, just not really pushing forward and trying to get, get it caught on. Uh, I didn't really know how to do that, to be honest. And so several years ago, I kind of had this, this big plan. Like I created different graphics or different, really different logos and different graphics and things like that to promote uh, a whole new branding system. Uh, I was going to call our youth building the summit. Uh, I was going to call what we did on Wednesday nights, the high point or high point or something like that. I can't even remember now. And so everything kind of had this idea, you know, and I made it cohesive. I, I made it all make sense in my head, but nobody else really bought into it. And, uh, you know, part of that's my own fault for maybe giving up on it too quickly, but it just was hard, you know? And so I, I've kind of leveled out and not necessarily abandoned the whole idea of branding, but, my, my approach now is, you know what? I don't want us to be separate from our church. So, uh, so like Zach said a minute ago, a mission statement, basically what our tagline for our church is helping all of hope find all their joy in Jesus. So simply put for our student ministry, uh, what, what my mission is, is to help every student. And I would say every student and their families, but every student find all their joy in Christ. And, uh, so I try to make it cohesive in that sense. I love that. I mean, that was uh, honestly something I was hoping that we would get to is this idea that we want to make this a part of the church rather than just a separate entity. I know that over the years, I haven't thought a great deal about that. And I thought I just need something exciting and fun and, and powerful for our students. So they'll go, oh, I want to be a part of impact. I mean, that's what we called it. At, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Temple Baptist in, in Rogers, it was the impact, it was impact student ministry. Did that have anything to do with Temple Baptist church? Um, and the truth was not really, I mean, it was housed in, in that church, um, in that upper room on our, our second floor of our education building, but, um, there wasn't a great connection and the words matter. I mean, that's one of the reasons that branding is so valuable is because words matter, just like your tagline uh, for your student ministry and for your church. And, and for us at Calvary, uh, we know very much what we're trying to do and trying to accomplish. And so 
what are some pros to uh, to giving your your student ministry a specific identity um a specific look or logo what what are some what's some value to that well first one that comes to my mind and and I'm sure Zach he's got uh some some good thoughts on this as well but the the first thing that comes to my mind is when what you call your gathering so let's just focus in on for a minute the Wednesday night gathering. Let's say you have a specific name for that, like you just mentioned, impact. Hopefully, whatever you call that gathering will coincide with your vision or your mission, you know, for that, for your ministry. Uh, and so, in that sense, if it does, then every time you mention that gathering, it communicates why you're gathering. Mm. That, that's why, that's one thing I would say the value of it. It gives those that are hearing the name, those that are in your church, uh, students that you talk about, this is what we're doing. This is who we are. Yeah. Kind of encapsulates that. Zach, what are some other pros? Yeah, just to go off kind of what Chris was saying, I think the biggest thing is uh, kind of like y'all said, is it shows people who you are. And they they understand coming into it, coming into a service, uh, Sunday Sunday evening service or Wednesday Wednesday night service, whatever it is you meet. They, they understand what this is going to look like, right? And so obviously a big part of our calling as a church and as pastors is to go out and to reach the loss and to bring in students uh, that need to come to know Christ. And I think specifically for the generation that we're dealing with now, obviously we know that technology is a big thing. And so uh, if we're being prevalent on you know, social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever, all those, all those big things that uh, teens are into now uh, and we're prevalent on that and they see that, that may draw them in and, and make them curious as to what's happening with this student ministry. And so I think, I think that's a really big pro to that. The simple truth is that many of our listeners are in smaller churches. Um, they may not feel like they are big enough to create a logo or to give it a name or anything like that. Uh, what would you guys say to them? You know, we're talking about a group that maybe has five on a, if everybody's there, you know, that, that sort of thing. What would you guys say to them? I think I would say to, to not let that bother them because one of the things we can start to think about or get confused about is that this is not a business, right? We're talking about branding, but, this is not a business. It's a ministry. Um, and so, again, our goal in ministry is to bring lost souls to Christ. And so uh, and branding can be a big help in doing that. And so I would encourage them to look into branding their student ministry. Uh, don't don't make it where it's kind of a business model. You know, make it your own and make sure that everything is centered and focused on Christ and the word of God. Uh, but I would definitely encourage them to do that. Mm. I think what it really does in this whole process, when you take a moment to evaluate who you are and what you want to be, um, you are setting yourself up for success. Now, not business-minded, but simply this idea of, hey, we want to be about the Word. We want to be about 
relationships with students. We want to be about investing in families. You know, those may be your three core values. Well, then you're going to that branding, as we are calling it here in this discussion, um, is going to reflect that and should reflect that. And so I, I can see a lot of value. Now, there is a flip side. What would be some cons? What would be some some things where this might not be the most, uh, well, this might not be the best idea. What do you think? Chris, I you got any? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think one of the cons is actually something I've run into in the past. That uh, the con for me was my, my focus became so much about the brand mm. that I lost sight of really what I was supposed to be doing. In other words, my, the, the amount of energy that I was putting into branding was taking away from the amount of energy that I wanted to put into what was really important in uh, teaching the word and in spending time with students. And so I would say branding is important. Everything that I, I love how Zach said it earlier, it's all about identifying your ministry and helping people just know who you are and what you're about uh, so that they're interested. I think it's a way to draw kids in and to uh, help families and parents know what you're about. But I would say a big con is the uh, the tendency that I think we all have to start majoring on the minors. We get focused. I, I, I like this sort of stuff. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I like thinking and dreaming and planning, but it's really the minor stuff when it comes to ministry. I mean, it's, it's powerful. It's important, but it is not the most important thing. The word in our students, that's, that's what we've got to lift up. Or Zach, rather, do you have some things why this might be a con? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I 100% agree with Chris. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest cons is that you can make it one of the focuses of your ministry. And really, it's it's really needs to be a, a kind of something that's set off to the side. You know, I think it's important. I think it's great to uh, implement into your student ministry or youth ministry or children ministry, wherever, whatever you're doing. Um, but I think it needs to be kind of a side project. It doesn't mean you be your main focus. But just to go a different direction, I think another thing that can be a con to this is you can build all this up and you can make a logo and you can have a mission statement and you can create social media accounts. And then after you do all that, you become stagnant. And it's like you don't incorporate incorporate it or implement that into your student ministry. So you've, you've done all the, the back work to build a brand for your student ministry, youth ministry, children's ministry, whatever it is. And then you don't incorporate it into your identity uh, of your ministry. And so I think that also can be a con. Uh, so it's kind of also make sure that you're staying prevalent. Uh, that you're keeping it up to date. You know, some people, they're crazy and they're like, you need to update your logo every two years. Well, I'm not going to do that, right? <laughs> that's that, that's not my main focus. I'm not going to every two years decide, okay, our logo needs to be updated. But, you know, just making sure that you're incorporating all this backward that you've done with branding your student ministry um, and, and using it throughout the time that you're at a church or wherever. In connection with that, I, I would say you're going to have to, Tell your your church you're going to have to talk to your your people a lot and use these words and phrases repeatedly uh, before they get. It. In fact, you'll probably be tired of saying it by the time For they sure. find it. Um, 
Uh, I, I think about different times when if you want to call the, the student ministry X and then all of a sudden they keep calling it Y, you know, as in that, well, that's just a youth group and you've given it this name. You want this name to be, but they keep referring it to this other. And so it's a conflict of culture. I know even at our church, we have life groups. That's what the current name is for our life groups. But I still have people who are referring to it as a name of ministry that was there in place before I came. And so they call it A2 Groups off of Acts uh, 2. But our life groups we've been using for the past four or five years. And so it's it's that conflict. So sometimes there can be a lack of acceptance by the church as a whole or the lack of acceptance. Um, you know, it kind of fits with that that same idea of you haven't incorporated it in. You haven't said it enough, shared it enough, put it out there enough. Now, one of the other cons that I, I think is important for us to to note um, is this idea that we're separating the youth group from our church as a whole. I believe Chris mentioned it, uh, but that is a it's an important thing for us to focus in on is to understand that the church and your youth group. The, the youth group is a part of your church. You don't need to separate them out. Chris, I think you had something to add to that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly what you're saying, Dan. Uh, we, we've talked about it on this podcast before, the importance of uh, integrating our youth group into our church uh, and making sure that we are promoting the truth that they are a part of the church. They're not separate from it. And so everything that you're saying is is correct. And I think a good question to ask as we go through this branding would be, or for anybody who's going through this this process of branding would be, is am I staying in in line with everything that my church believes as a value or has as a value, um, and uh, am I working from the the foundation of what our vision and mission is from the church? And so, because if we're not careful. Uh, all of we're going to do is just create uh, ministries that are completely disconnected from the the church as a whole. There's a, a phrase, and I don't hear it as much now because I think so many have worked to to eliminate it. But it's a silo ministry where your, yeah. your children ministry is over here, your youth ministry is over there, and uh, college ministry and women's ministry, and they're all just separate silos, and they're all trying to grab at the big church budget. So it becomes a fight between each. And although it may not be a actual fight, but there is that struggle that's going on rather than, Hey, our children's ministry is building into our student ministry, which is building into our young adult ministry, which is, you know, as where we see that flow. So there are some downsides to approaching this concept of, of branding your student ministry. Uh, but done well, it can be a powerful thing. It can impact your ministry in a good, positive way. Uh, Zach are, has already mentioned it. He, he talked about you utilizing it on social media. You know, you can use it in mail outs if you actually mail something out or even in emails. If you're using something like MailChimp, I know that we utilize MailChimp quite a bit. Uh, but sending emails out to parents or to church members, uh, that's a great way uh, to do some of those things. Chris? Yeah, you know, I would just say something that 
you know, in, in hindsight, what I did wrong was I did not include other people in the conversation the way that I needed to. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's one of the major reasons why everything that I, I've, I've shared previously of just how it failed uh, of why that, that was the case. So I would encourage anybody listening, if, if this is a route that you're going to go down, get other people involved in the conversation. You know, you may not be at a, a big church with a big staff. Uh, none of us on this podcast are either, but we, we all have uh, other people that we do life with within our faith families. We have volunteers who help out with our Wednesday night kids programs and things like that. And so maybe a, a, a great first conversation would be with whoever that kids director is, whether they're paid or unpaid and just say, how, how can we, be cohesive, like you just mentioned, Dan. You know, how can we move in a right direction where everything just kind of flows from one to the other, uh, so that we can make the most impact uh, possible uh, with uh, the people that we've been called to to be ministers among? Yeah, I really love what uh, Chris had just mentioned about bringing other people uh, along and getting involved and talking with them. But I'd also like to say to guys that are out there, women that are out there in the ministry that maybe feel like they, they're not sure on how they can brand or maybe they're like, oh, I don't know how to make a logo or, you know, I'm not tech savvy, so I'm not, I'm not going to be good at all social media. Um, kind of go piggyback off what Chris said, you know, I would find somebody else uh, that is, um, you know, tech savvy or would be able to do that for you and help you out so that you can do those things. But I would think the most important thing for me, when I look at branding, I think the most important thing is the mission statement. Um, like our, our Oak Park student ministry mission statement, simply put, it says, our mission for the students at Oak Park is to expand their knowledge of God's word, to help them employ the truths of God's word in their lives, and to teach them how to engage others with God's word. And that just kind of helps people know what our goal is and what we're working towards and I think each, I think student pastors can be able to do that uh, and formulate that really simple, really simple, and, and make it concise to where they form that identity for their student ministry. Uh, but again, like I said, um, if you're going, if you're worried about not being able to brand or, like I said, not fig- trying to figure out how to make a logo and get on social media and all that stuff. Like kind of like Chris said, bring those people along that can help you to do those things. Yeah, and there there are lots of folks out there. You know, there are of course resources that you can find online, uh, but the people right next to you that have been serving in that church that know the church and the community that's your most valuable resource. And so we just want to encourage you to to do that, to to embrace those that you're doing ministry with, and so that together you can formulate a, a mission statement a vision statement of how you're going to fulfill that. And then the, the logo, the branding and all of those things, they will come as a, as a natural outflow of that, um, finding the best way to physically and visually represent um, who you want to be as a people. Well, before we wrap up, let me just ask guys, do you have any resources that you might suggest as, as they kind of step through this, this idea when we say branding, there's a big chunk of it that is just figuring out your identity. We've, we've come to that conclusion. Um, Chris, do you have any books or references that you might suggest? There's a couple of books that come to my mind immediately. One is uh, Purpose Driven Youth Ministry by Doug Fields. Uh, he gives a lot of just great 
uh, first step advice when it comes to creating a vision and mission and uh, and how that should be uh, cohesive with with your uh, your fuller faith family. And then another book um, that is is pretty good is Aubrey Malfer's Nuts and Bolts of Ministry. Again, talking about establishing a vision, a mission. And, and while those two books aren't talking specifically about logos and branding in that sense, I believe when you start with the conversation of vision and mission, then that just gets the creative juices flowing and allows you to be able to uh, create then a, a logo and, um, and other types of branding uh, elements that will better communicate your vision and mission. Zach, let me ask this on a more technical side, and you may have an answer for us. Um, you may not. <laughs> Is um, if we're trying to create a logo, how do we how do we step through that? What does that look like for us? Yeah, so <laughs> I I made the logo for ourselves, um, but uh, if, like I said, there may be those out there like I don't even know how to begin to do that. Uh, yeah. I, I made it with a simple free app that it's on my phone. It's called PixArt, and I simply just downloaded certain things uh, off Google uh, PNG files and made it. But I'm sure, like I said, if, if you're confused and like, I don't know how, how to do that, I would just simply say, find somebody that could do that for you. Uh, yeah. or, or if you don't want to make a logo, you know, that's fine. Don't, you don't have to make a logo. But uh, I was going off of what Chris said on just some things that people can look at to figure out how they can begin to start branding. Uh, I also put my stamp of approval on the Doug Fields uh, Purpose Driven Youth Ministry book. I've read that book. It's, it's an awesome book. So I would definitely encourage our listeners uh, to go and read that book. But I'll also encourage our listeners, if you're looking at doing, uh, at doing this and branding, uh, go and look at other student ministries uh, that have kind of that identity, uh, that, are, that have kind of that branding uh, identity and, and go check out, you know, their social medias or, 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 or call somebody that, you know, uh, that's, that's great at that and talk to them about that. I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but you can go and check out, uh, all of our stuff at Oak Park student ministry on Facebook and Instagram, our website, uh, and see our logo and see our mission statement on all that stuff. Um, so I would definitely encourage them to go check out and see what else is out there. You know, if nothing else, going out and viewing somebody else's student ministry and some of the things that they're doing, it may spark an idea within you. And so, you know, I have just found that student ministry workers, gosh, are some of the most creative people in the church. <laughs> they have to be, they have to be flexible. They have to work through things and to, to figure out how they can best communicate the gospel uh, to students. And so we just want to encourage you today as we've looked at this idea of branding, of being able to think about your own identity as a student ministry, and then be able to express that in a cohesive way to where people can understand who you are, at, in, even at a glance. And it takes more than that for them to really understand. Uh, but we want to be able to communicate that to our church members, uh, to our communities, and most specifically to other students as we try to work with them. Well, we are thrilled that you've been a part of our conversation today. We would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us at info at studentministrymatters.com. We'll have the email address uh, for our other two hosts here in the show notes. Um, I'll also put some links so that you can see uh, some of their the things that they've done. If they're on social media, I know Zach uh, is specifically. And so we want you to be able to see some of those things. 
Um, we're thrilled that, again, that you've been a part of the conversation today. You know, this idea of branding is important mainly because students are important. We do all of these things because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.